0: Wings Things Podcast. I'm Bart Winkler. I'm going to bring in Rami Maklouf, first guest, right away, because I realize I don't like to be alone. <laughs> what? I did the show I did on Friday. I did alone. What you did a you did a podcast all by yourself?
1: No, last week's podcast I started with a monologue. Okay, and then like uh like on the on the day's affairs. What do you mean a monologue? Like, like
0: hey, this is Bart. Here's what's coming up. Uh, maybe uh-huh. tell a joke.
1: Yeah, and then. I don't want to do that anymore. And then
0: on today's Chuck and Winkler, I did it alone. (laughs) Chuck wasn't here,
1: so I just did it alone. Yeah, I knew Chuck wasn't here. How'd that go for you?
0: I don't know. Was that your first
1: time doing the morning show alone?
0: Uh, Not really, but I don't know if I like it. Okay.
1: I don't like working solo.
0: I like that I can dictate where I want the show to go. Yeah. Like we were talking about worst loss ever today. Right. And so I said, fuck, I'm going to call my dad.
1: Oh, so, we can swear on here. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I knew on... on, on Get the, one out of the way. I knew on the Tim and Tausch podcast... Best episode of that
0: shit ever. <laughs> that was a good fucking time. Yeah, there you that go. That was a good fucking time I had with There's those There's a swear. Yeah, there we go. So, I I just... So, I called my dad, and that's the kind of freedom you have when you do the show alone. Whatever you want to do. Yeah. On the show? On the... Yeah. On Chuck and
1: Winkler or on the Winks podcast? On Sinks Chuck and podcast? Winkler. On Chuck okay. and Winkler right. I called my you Called my dad. your dad, yeah.
0: Yeah, we talked about my worst loss back in high school. So... I like that part of it, but from like six to six thirty, it was just me basically reading NCAA scores and giving my thoughts on the games. And I it sounds like riveting radio, Bart. I don't know what it came off of, but I listened to it, you know? When yeah. you're talking, you're listening to yourself. Yes. I was bored. <laughs> I've been
1: there. So I've been there. Geez. Jesus. Imagine that, but on a stage with people staring at you. And you know they're bored, and you're bored yourself at that point.
0: Yeah, that's one thing I've never done, and that's why I wanted to talk to you about comedy and comedy
1: influences. I've told you before, and I don't say this to a lot of people because not a lot of people, I don't think, can do it. I think you would be a decent stand-up comedian. Well, I agree. You get comic timing. You have a deadpan delivery. Yep. Thanks. Um That's why I brought you on,
2: actually. Thank
0: you. No problem. For you to say that. I didn't know it would only take two and a half minutes.
2: <laughs> <laughs>
0: so that's Rami McLaughlin. You
1: should try it sometime. Have you never tried it at all? You've never gotten on the stage. I've with been on i st- I've been on stages to do stuff, but, but not, not to do stand-up not comedy. Not a stand-up comedy thing. Come to my open mic. On a Wednesday, one I I did your podcast. I'll need an act. Write just write like three minutes of stuff you think is funny. You got nothing to lose. It's not people bomb all the time at open mics. Great comics bomb at open mics because you're just trying shit out. Yeah, there's no you, there's no there's no there's no shame in in bombing. And I don't think you would bomb. Just write like three minutes of shit you think is funny, and you can take notes up there with you on stage, and and do my open mic one week. I've done your podcast. Come do my open mic one week. Will you do that? I will I think you'll catch the bug. I will I th- think about it. Because I think it. you'll do well. And when people do well, they want to do it again. And then they want to do it again and then they want to do it again. Because of all
0: the shit that I like see online about people that hate me. Yeah. The one comment that doesn't like bother me is Bart's not funny. Cause I know
1: I'm funny. You're funny. So <laughs> fuck you. <laughs> I know I'm funny. (laughs) Fuck you, guy who tweeted Barton. He's not funny this morning. (laughs) He is. I know I'm funny. Uh And
0: if you don't think I'm funny, you just don't get the joke. Right. You don't have a great sense of humor. What I realized was there's not a lot of people sometimes that get the joke. And I'm doing a show with Freem's, bless his heart. He sometimes doesn't get the joke. Chuck doesn't understand the joke. Chuck doesn't watch a lot of TV. Chuck doesn't watch a lot of movies. Right. So it's not like I'm sitting there quoting movies, but if I even reference anything. Like if I even say, did you ever watch Arrested Development? Yes. Of okay. course. The joke when they go, her, her. <laughs> so if we ever talk about if we ever just say a woman's name. Yeah. I might go, her her? Yeah. I know that people out there know what I'm doing.
1: And yeah. if you don't, whatever. You just move on. I have the same experience on the big show because I I consume very they don't not consume pop culture at all, TV yeah. and movies, but I consume very different Pop culture than they do in the TV and movies that I watch and the music that I listen to. So I know they're not going to get some of the references. My my gauge, my, my my what I what I always gauge whether or not I'm being funny with is the person on the other side of the glass because they usually because they're younger. They're younger and even even Clemens who's older he gets he gets most of my references. So if I get a chuckle out of them, I'm pretty sure I'm getting a chuckle out of at least a good portion out of the of the crowd out there in their cars.
0: I feel like when you're on the radio and you make those little asides, yes. Which I think is great because if you do that, if I say her, for instance, yeah, and you get it, you drive, you laugh, you move on. Whenever if you don't get it, it doesn't, it, it doesn't, doesn't, it doesn't pop ruin out the to show. You. Yeah, the problem with my show, <laughs> and we've gotten better at this, is that if I would go I love Lisa, Lisa Leslie, I'd go her, and then Chuck would go, huh, and then I'd go her. Anyway, the Packers. You go, who, what? Her. It's a joke from Arrested Development. Yeah, that now that
1: brings shit to a screeching halt.
0: So that would happen a lot in the very early days. Yeah, and I think he's kind of been like, you know what? Fuck it. This guy's just gonna say shit.
1: To say stuff I don't don't get. get.
0: Right. I wish he didn't, but that he's gonna. And so I think we've come a long way from that. But that would just. That would just drive me fucking nuts.
1: See, something similar to that that I do on the big show, whenever somebody named Kyle calls the show, I'm a big South Park fan. I go, hey, Kyle. Yeah. <laughs> but Bart, not Bart, uh, Sparky and Gary, they they don't get it, but they don't stop the show in his tracks. We just go on with Kyle's call. They don't know why I did it. They're probably looking at me weird, but they, right. don't, they don't bring the show to a screeching halt. I love that we got five minutes into the podcast and you're telling me what's wrong with your morning show.
0: No, it's gotten better at that. But that's just, that's where... And that's why I want to talk to you because when I grew up everything to me was comedy. Right. And now I'm on this radio show which I've I've heard you talk about how sports radio was always your dream.
1: Yes. Uh, well, mine. from the day that I realized that I wasn't going to actually play the sports oh yeah I would never be good enough to actually play professional sports I figured why not talk about them and get paid for it when I, I was like kn- when I was like 14 and the score came on the air in Chicago sure and I was like oh that's a thing your the- future employer oh shut up people talk people talk <laughs> about sports and get paid for it for hours at a time that's a thing and it immediately piqued my interest so yeah com stand-up comedy and radio. From the time that you start thinking about what I want to do when I grow up, we're both on the list. They moved up and down on the list, but they were both always on the list of things I wanted to do when I got older. I never
0: wanted to do this. No? I never even thought about doing it. Why? I never thought about doing it. I, I did want to be on, like, Sports Center. Oh, okay. So I went All to right. TV to be, here's a highlight, roll tape. I went to do that. Mm-hmm. I never thought of sports radio as a job i i
1: cannot believe so you want to be like a well you would have started out as like a sports anchor on a local news like on a fox six yeah you want to be a tim van Voren type and then eventually more than anything work your way up to a sports center anchor
0: he's tall he's got good hair he's on tv what's not to like <laughs> more than anything i'd to be that but that didn't work out and then i was kind of toiling around i had a morning show in fond du Lac, where I just did whatever the fuck I wanted. It was a it was like a station like The Mix. Uh-huh. But I didn't we weren't in a rated market. Nobody was going to fire me. Nobody cared. Nobody cared. So yeah. I just kind of did a variety show every day whatever I wanted. And sometimes I think that I should be able to do that here. I should be able to I look at myself as a guy on the radio entertaining first and yes. then I'm talking about sports second. But where I went into problems with a lot of listeners is I feel like they demand so much of me. You need to know everything about sports.
1: It demands so much I get me. treated different here than any <laughs> no, other one. you do not. Yo, yes, I do. Oh, stop the woe is Yes, or no, it's true. <laughs> Fuck you. It's true.
0: You've got guys like <laughs> Paul Henning dying to be on your show. <laughs> Meanwhile, he's on Twitter ripping the shit out of me. Do you need a,
1: a, a rant like I did against Tim Allen on the Tim and Tausch in the morning podcast? Which, by the way, does that name still still piss you off? Tim and Tausch in the morning? Because that irked you at first.
0: It irked me because the layout was bad. <laughs> The way, they, the way they promote it was bad. Be- you know why it really irked me? Why? So Tim and Tausch have a podcast. It's because they filled in for us one week. In the morning, yeah. But it was Tim and Orlowski. Uh-huh. And so Tim kept saying Tim and Orlowski in the morning starting January 4th. And I heard some of that show. Uh-huh. And then all of a sudden, Tim's talking about Tim. And- no, I didn't listen to the next show. I just started getting tweets about Tim and Tausch, Tim and Tausch. Uh-huh. So I thought Tausch just kind of like stole Orlowski's bit. <laughs> So I was more pissed at Touch for stealing Orlowski's bit. I had no idea. Yeah, because it was Tim and Orlowski in the morning, and clearly nobody fucking listened to that show because I didn't get any tweets about it. Which is why our December book is what it was. But that then the Tim and Tausch thing, I kept, I'm on vacation. I'm getting tweets and tweets and tweets. I just go to Mexico. By Tuesday, is Bart dead? Is he suspended? Did he get fired? Hopefully. Let me fucking take a day off, man. So that's what pissed me off about that. Okay. But I wanted to talk to you about your influences. Okay. Because when I was growing up, a lot of my worldview today is shaped by what I watched on TV. absolutely. I would come home... TV raised me. I mean, in my formative years, Simpsons in Fond du Lac was on from 5 to 7 on Mm -hmm. two different networks. Mm -hmm. So I watched all of Simpsons, uh, Seinfeld reruns, and watched that live. And then it was really, when I was in high school, I would watch... I would watch Conan every night at eleven thirty-five. You don't then,
1: even need me here because you're just describing what I what I did in my de- but did you developmental do this? years.
0: Cheers didn't come on till one.
1: Uh-huh. So
0: I would like how old was I? Fifteen? Yeah. I'd beat off into a Kleenex. <laughs> <laughs> Man, we're really just letting it all out here, huh? <laughs> and then, cool. and, and, then <laughs> and then from one to two, I'd watch Cheers uh-huh. in high school and I'd wake up at 6:30 in the morning. I got 20 minutes to get to school. The Kleenex is rotted in my pants because I didn't go downstairs to flush it. So, so you're a jerk off into a Kleenex guy. Well, I was so, okay. then. I was then. <laughs> yeah, I, I was then. Okay. No regrets. So what? What formed mine was a lot of Simpsons, sure, and Conan, and Seinfeld, and Cheers. That's
1: kind of what formed me. That was that came later for me because from from a very very early age I had a fascination with comedy like the fr- the first person I remember turning on the TV to see him tell a joke was Johnny Carson on the Tonight Show okay and I couldn't have been more than like 6 or 7 years old and then as I got a little bit older and I could stay up a little bit later like my reward if I was good throughout the week, my parents would let me stay up and watch Johnny on Friday night and then if I was really good, I got to stay up and watch Saturday night live on Saturday night Now we're talking wow. like eight nine ten years old that I was I was into what is pretty? Adult humor. So who's for,
0: on SNL then?
1: Who was on SNL at that time? That was like the the Dana Carvey years and yeah. Mike Myers and and uh Phil Hartman, Tim yeah. Meadows, that whole cast, and then it's and then it started to it had the overlap with like the Chris Farley, yep. David Spade years, you know what I mean? And Adam Sandler. And that was when I really, really got into Saturday Night Live because once those guys came around, I was old enough that I didn't really have a bedtime. Especially, especially not on the weekend. So once I, yeah, once I got to that point and I could watch SNL every week, those were the earliest influences with Johnny Carson. Oh, you're right. Saturday Night Live, and they
0: used to rerun that on Comedy Central. Yes. So I would watch SNL on Comedy Central a yeah. lot, and they used to rerun Conan. they I think they used NVH one that Saturday Night Live was on at like five and Conan, Conan would be on used to six. rerun
1: on Comedy Central. Yeah. 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 So
0: I would watch it then a lot too, which I think is how I discovered it at 11:30 the late can, night conan
1: I can seriously since we're getting into conan um I could count now he's been on the air he just passed the 25 year mark I could count on my two hands how many episodes of conan's various talk shows that have aired that I've that I've actually missed I don't I don't miss conan Even now? Yes. He I DVR it. I watch yeah, it every it's night. It's still okay. Now some nights he is not there. I don't No, I I don't I don't get that sense. Maybe I'm just jaded. Maybe I just love the show and love the man so much that I don't I don't see that I feel like he's I mean especially for a guy his age and and having done it for 25 years to still have the juice for it that he does. Maybe I
0: think that he's done so much that maybe it just feels familiar. Mhm. Maybe that could be part of it. I
1: love Conan. Oh, I do too. If I could do 5 minutes of stand up on Conan, which some wheels are in motion. Um could I could di- Conan? I could die a happy man. Yes.
0: Could I come out for that?
1: I can't say too much, but there's like there is a chance. There, I, I've like what percent? I've made some connections. That's all I can say. I've made some connections to where, in the in the foreseeable future, you may see Rami Maklouf on on Conan on TBS. I mean, they do have a lot of guys that God are on willing. there once and never heard from again. So, <laughs> thanks, buddy. Appreciate that. You should be uh, <laughs> just fine. And then, as far as stand-up comedy goes, if you want to keep it moving, um, Eddie Murphy was the first. Like that, like stand up special that I watched, and I watched Raw and Delirious just over and over and over again uh, at way too young an age. I don't know how old I was when those came out. I couldn't have been, I couldn't have even been a teenager yet, but my parents worked too much. So me and my brother just watched and listened to whatever we wanted to watch and listen to. And I can't, I can't even count how many times I watched Eddie Murphy Raw and Eddie Murphy Delirious.
0: One thing that I would do, I guess, one thing I like about Conan. And I just, when I was on vacation, I read a book on Letterman, Mm -hmm. and it was basically about his late night show, which I didn't really see a lot of, Yeah, and so I went back and watched some old stuff on it, and the way they'll, the way they will kill a joke when it's not working and then make it funny is an art, Yes, and then that's another thing. If I try to do that, it doesn't, I don't know if this is the right, maybe not because of my show, Rami, but I don't know if it's the right format for that. I'm trying to do things that these guys are doing. a sports radio format when you know people are not receptive to it
1: that's that's been hard people are receptive to it than than you probably realize because what i've noticed and it's not just for sports radio this is across the board people are more likely to speak out when they're pissed off and don't like something than when they do like something when was the last time somebody asked for the manager at a restaurant to tell them how great the service was that shit doesn't happen you only ask for the manager yeah. when you had a shitty waiter. You know what I mean? People don't. People don't go out of their way to tell you, "I enjoy what you do. You're doing a good job." Yeah, or if you ever do. It's so- rare that they do.
0: When you do something funny, don't you go to Twitter right away and be like, "Who thought it was
1: funny?" <laughs> no, I don't. I do. Man. You and I have very different relationships with Twitter. We've talked about this before. I think what I filled in on the morning show with you, yeah, I don't, I don't, I don't give much of a shit what people say on Twitter or how much they like what I do.
0: I like it because I like to use them to
1: make another joke.
0: Oh, sure. So I yeah, like I'll when someone that comes purpose. after yeah. me.
1: But I'm not looking for validation.
0: But I think a lot of people think, well, Bart's thin skinned That's why he's got to respond.
1: No, I'm just trying to make something you're funny. A little, you're a little thin skinned. Shut that's the a- fuck up, Rami. <laughs> That's something that I picked up from your appearance on the Tim and Tausch in the Morning podcast, and I thought that was a great episode. You said mine was the best. I thought yours was the best. You're you're a little bit thin-skinned, Bart. You and Tim are more thin-skinned than you're willing to admit. No, oh yeah, stop. yeah. You need you need so much validation and 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 that's different than thin recognition. Skin. That's and, different than thin-skinned. No, it's not. That's different. No, it's not. Yes, it is. Just stop giving a fuck, dude. One thing
0: I've noticed, and I want to know if you feel the same way, uh-huh. is that while I lament the fact that sometimes people don't get the joke, right? I've also realized that I can dumb down jokes, and it's still funny. Like if I put together a thing, and I don't really think it's perfect or funny, like the Fifty Shades of Frames thing I did. You or, know I never heard that. It's okay, but <laughs> but I put it together, and it's it's okay to right. me. Yeah. But when I played for people,
1: they seem to love it. Everyone it got a loves lot of reaction.
0: Because I think not to be an ass, but if you're listening this far, you must like me in some way. Sure. I think my sense of humor is at a higher level than a lot of these rumdums. <laughs> so I think I can get away with telling less funny jokes and it's still being come I still get the recognition for being really funny because the expectations sometimes are low I don't think,
1: and I don't think there's anything wrong with that. Some comics would look down on a comic who who dumbs down their material a little bit.
0: But in in radio, you got to get all this content out all the time. I think I, I don't think, mind phoning it in by my imperfect
1: standards. In any venue of entertainment, you're trying to entertain as many people as you possibly can. It's not about you. It's selfish to do jokes that are too smart for the room. You know what I mean? It's, if you go to a comedy club and do jokes that are too smart for the room, you're an asshole. Yeah. And, and you didn't get laughs because you didn't deserve to get laughs. It's okay to dumb it down a little bit so that you're entertaining as many people as you possibly can. They pay money, they give their time to come to you to entertain them, and you want to be too smart for them. What's what's the point? Are you who are you doing? Because this if for?
0: I don't make myself laugh, then is it really that funny?
1: You can make yourself laugh. Don't be, so, don't, be don't right. That's <laughs> so. That's what I've
0: learned. Yeah, I don't have to strive to get myself yeah. to laugh. You
1: don't ha- no. You don't
0: have to be brilliant with every joke. Now i found that there's only, there's a whole middle of things I don't find funny. Right. But to give me the laugh out loud, it needs to be really, really smart or really, really dumb. Yes. Like on the big show yesterday, Mm -hmm. I was dying. (laughs) I caught you guys in the five o'clock hour and you said you had on your 10 fingers. Uh And Gary goes, well, actually you only have eight fingers. (laughs) And I was fucking like dying. I was dying. <laughs> that shit, man. That was funny. Yes, it was. All right, I'm going to ask you some shows. Okay. That uh, I want to know your opinion on. Okay. If you like them or not.
1: Is that what you were going to your phone for? Yeah. Okay, I thought you were just bored with me and you were, like, started texting or checking Twitter to see if people liked you. No. Okay.
0: All right, so I wrote down a list of shows All right.
1: and I want to get your opinion on it. All right. It. The Fresh Prince of Bel Air. Loved it. You watched it? Loved it, yes. Every one. Every episode great show absolutely and funny really funny and didn't have to be real didn't have to be the smartest show on tv it was just funny True. it was just funny cuz it was funny uh saved by the bell i did i did i did watch saved by the bell
0: i watched it uh-huh i that, loved it that got ruined for me in college cuz i had buddies that
1: quoted the shit out of it oh no that's not it's not a quotable show it was for these two <laughs> <laughs> that's not a show that holds up like I could still watch Fresh Prince now and find it funny and the same buddies
0: I think they listened last week. So I'll say Tucker and Andy. Uh-huh. They ruined the Sandlot for me, too. Oh,
1: no. Yeah. Oh Always quoting shit assholes. How about Roseanne You're killing me smalls Roseanne? <laughs> I did watch Roseanne I fucking love her. I loved Roseanne. Yeah. Yeah, it got bad in the later years the last season sucks It started to decline when they switched Becky's That was the start of the decline with Roseanne. I don't know why. I don't know if the two are correlated, but that's when it started started to get less interesting for me. Are you going to watch new Roseanne? I don't know. I'm undecided. Are you? Yeah. You are? I am. Okay.
0: See, when I got out of uh, college, one of my first jobs was at a UPN station, Mm -hmm. and we aired Roseanne at 9 to 10. So I would make sure I got all my work done, my shift ended at 10, so I could just sit back and watch Roseanne from 9 to 10. That's really when I got into Roseanne, not when it was on.
1: Yeah, no, you watched it. You caught it in the reruns in syndication. All right, Uh, Seinfeld, of course. That's the best show. Well, maybe the best show ever.
0: Comedy wise, what do you put as the best? It's hard to do that.
1: It's either for me. It's either Seinfeld or Curb Your Enthusiasm. Okay, it's one of the two. So Larry David has the top spot in one way or another. Uh, Arrested Development, we we mentioned, loved it. Big Bang Theory, no, never got into the Big Bang Theory. Uh, you know why? Why? It's not funny. See, I don't. It's not funny. It's not funny
0: to you. It's not f- I, because I know their trick. What do you mean you know their trick? It's <laughs> cheap. You think it's cheap? I think what they do is on the Big Bang Theory, they say smart words. Uh-huh. It makes people feel smarter about themselves when they watch it because they're laughing at jokes that are they think are smart because sure. they say words like de- decahydrin or some, sure. something yeah. like that. That's what I think they do.
1: I know, if if you notice, when talking about comedy, I never say so, so-and-so or something is not funny. Yeah. It's not funny to me. Okay, I, I'm not there yet. As long as it makes somebody laugh, it's Because like I said, I funny. think I know, I think I'm above. <laughs> Stop. Stop I think, thinking I think you're I'm better. above comedy. Stop thinking you're better than I anyone. I think I'm <laughs>
0: the end-all be-all of what comedy is. No, you're not. They're much funnier people than you. For a summer, I convinced myself I was Andy Kaufman because he died three days before I was born.
1: Get the fuck out of here.
0: Then, I, But like I never did anything.
1: That would have been the ultimate Andy Kaufman prank. I know. <laughs> to be reborn and reincarnated. Some loser kid. As a ginger in Fond du Lac. Always sunny. <laughs> I'm not a ginger. I have a red beard. Always sunny. Love always sunny. Yeah. One of my favorite shows currently on TV. Are they making another season? I don't know. They're all on different shows now. I Have you watched AP Bio? Very good. Very funny show. Have Very you watched uh, The Mick? Good. I'm Fox. I like it a lot. Good. Yeah. That's one of the few shows me and the girlfriend can watch together. Jimmy's the best character on the show. Yes. Absolutely. In Living Color. Loved in Living Color. Oh man, did I love In Living Color? That was another very early yeah. comedy influence for me. Yeah. And like I knew when FX first started. I don't know about you. I knew Jim Carrey was gonna be huge as soon as I saw him on that show. How about Frasier? Never got into Frasier. I never watched it either. It's too smart for you, Bart.
0: No. (laughs) What about Will and Grace? Never got into Will and Grace. I'll tell you something about Will and Grace. Uh There's some very cheap laughs. Mm -hmm. I didn't watch the initial run. Yeah. I've been watching the new ones with my wife. Yeah. I laugh. Really? Out loud. Really? The Jack character says some funny stuff. I I I don't know. I I think it's funny. Is
1: Jack the flamboyant one? Yeah. Or is okay. I saw him. Yeah. I saw him. He was the, the guest. One of the guests, when I saw Conan live in Chicago, okay, which was amazing, that was such a great experience, because I'm obsessed with late-night talk shows, going back to Johnny Carson, and now we talked about Conan and Colbert and The Daily Show. It goes, The list goes on and on. I have way too many late-night talk shows on my DVR, but to see how it runs, to see the behind-the-scenes machinations of a late-night talk oh, yeah. show when you're sitting there in the audience was awesome, and the masturbating bear ran right by us, and I touched him, so... That sounded, that sounded weird. I touched did you give him a Kleenex? Uh No, but I did. I touched the masturbating bear. I don't know how many people can say that. Did you wash your hands? I did. The
0: problem with Will and Grace is they, while they have funny jokes, they do a lot of like easy jokes instead of put that in layman's terms. They say put it in gayman's terms.
1: Oh, okay, right. Home improvement. Uh, like I was into it early I liked on it as a kid. Yeah. And then I don't know. That was when I started to like turn and you know like more adult comedy. At that point, Family Guy, love Family Guy, which isn't always a popular thing to say amongst comedians. Really? Yeah, because a lot of them think like you that they're they're better than and they. Go, so they, I should be a comedian. They go for cheap laughs, and you shouldn't do that. How about Friends? I like Friends. Um. It, I didn't like it when it got too much about the Ross and Rachel bullshit and less about the comedy, which is why I love Seinfeld, because they resisted the urge to do that and resisted the pressure from the network to do that and make it about Jerry and Elaine and Jerry and Elaine and Jerry and Elaine, like it became about Ross and Rachel on Friends, and that kind of ruined it for me. It became less of a comedy and more of a love story.
0: You said you like South Park, so this will be my last one. Uh Uh-huh. But when
1: was the best era of South Park? Um... I want to say what season are they in now 20 20 somewhere in the middle they really hit their wheelhouse where they were crude and they were they were you know they were what South Park was but every episode if you were watching and paying attention had some sort of message and which you figured out like at the end yeah, yeah. And, and and it and it really hit I mean for a stupid, Cartoon, crudely animated cartoon. They had some really, really. They do it in a week. Yeah, and 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 they would have some. They would brilliantly get some sort of message or statement out there, and I I I still admire them for doing that. They still do that to a degree, but they really hit their wheelhouse in the middle, like probably like season seven through ten. I don't know for sure. I don't follow. TV shows like that some people have you know fucking encyclopedic minds for for TV shows stupid i want to say their their wheelhouse their really good seasons were probably somewhere in the middle like 7 to 10 so I'll do uh, stand-up
0: comedy with you. Isn't the place you do it closing, though?
1: Um, it's closing and then reopening, and we've already talked with the new ownership, and they want to have stand-up comedy, so I think it will continue. It like will in the continue. basement? It's a, it's, and I don't say this because I host it. I thought this long before I hosted it. It's the, the open mic at Karma Barn Grill, as it currently is called, is a fucking institution. In Milwaukee, comedy—it's the second longest-running open mic in the city—and and every it, and any comedian who's anywhere near making it in the business has worked at Karma Bar and Grill. And I fucking love that open mic, man. It's—I host it, so this is coming from a biased perspective. It's the best open mic in town. All the all the open mics in town are fine. They're all good. They all have great hosts. It's my favorite open mic in town, and that's why. I jumped at the opportunity to host it. He
0: is the second funniest guy at the fan. Yes, I am. Rami McLaughlin. Thanks,
1: buddy. Thank you, Bart.
0: Okay. I'm gonna transition from one guest to another, but I'm not sure the rules of like music or sound effects. So this is the Winx Ooh. Things podcast sponsored by uh, Can I make up a sponsor? Uh sure. You have a, Unless you have a real one, well, I was gonna say SeatGeek. Oh, okay. Now SeatGeek doesn't sponsor this. No. Nor longer do they pay me to endorse them. Uh huh. I endorsed them for a month in 2016. Okay. And there was a code, a promo code Bart. Yeah. Where you get twenty dollars off your first ticket purchase.
3: <laughs> it still works.
0: Yeah, but like nobody used it at the time I was endorsing it. <laughs> but since then, everybody People it. use it a ton. <laughs> and now so I don't I don't get the endorsement. But if you want $20 off a ticket purchase, seekeek.com. Use the promo code BART. now <laughs> uh, Riggs is back from Kiss FM. Uh you did such a great job on the first one. Yeah. That not only did I want to talk to you a little more, but I was also like, "Oh fuck, I gotta get this podcast out today." Yeah, you do. I, one thing I wanted to talk to you. Last week we talked about airplanes. Yeah, and like air travel that everyone can relate to. Uh huh. But you also like to jump out of airplanes. <sighs> I do. And I wanted to ask you why. And it's not like, oh, I'm 60 years old and I'm having a midlife crisis and yeah, uh, you know, I, I'm gonna jump out of an airplane to feel young again. I believe you've told me you've done it what four hundred times? Yeah, four hundred and two skydives now. That's a lot, right? Yeah. So how did that start?
3: Uh, well, I, I jump out of airplanes. The why, Bart? It's because the door is open, oh, and I'm wearing no. a, and I'm wearing a parachute. That's the the witty dad joke answer to skydivers give. Yeah. Why would you jump out of a perfectly good airplane? Then I go because the door was open, and then they go. <laughs> wow. Many chuckles. Usually. Many a chuckle.
0: Many chuckles.
3: started when I was, um, I think it was like five years ago, I want to say. Wife and I had always talked about doing it, right?
0: Lo and behold, here comes a Groupon. This only started five years ago? Yeah,
3: five years ago. Because when long.
0: I first met you, it was like one of the three things I instantly knew about you.
3: Yeah. Uh, we get a Groupon. We've been talking about it, so I just I bought it on an impulse, and I didn't even tell my wife. I called her afterwards. I said, I bought a groupon for both of us to go skydiving. We're going. Okay, cool. We go, we do the skydive and we land and they say, Hey, if you buy a second jump today, it's only a hundred bucks.
0: How much was the first one?
3: Uh, I think it was like it was a it was a groupon, so I think it was like one forty.
0: What's a normal dive?
3: Normal's like two fifty.
0: You got to pay to do this shit?
3: Yeah, you're looking at like 200 bucks. This is for a tandem jump, by the way, Bart. So this is when somebody's strapped to your back, a licensed instructor, somebody that has like anywhere from 1,000 to 20,000 skydives. They've got a lot of experience.
0: So it's you and a guy on your back or you, your wife on your back?
3: Guy or a girl. And then a
0: third backer?
3: No, just two. Two at a time, Okay. Only two. Uh, Only two at a time. So we land. I buy the second jump, and my wife was like, I'm done with this. This is my bucket list. And I was like, I have to do this every day for the rest of my life. I loved it. So I got an endorsement, much like you had with SeatGeek, with another radio station where I talked about the skydiving place on the radio. Okay. And they, in turn, gave me free skydives, my free 25 jumps, which got me my license. So I got my license for free. That's like 2600 bucks. So it's a pretty good deal, right? Wow, what a great endorsement package for you. Yeah. It was a good endorsement package. It was back whenever they really cared, you know. <laughs> <laughs> Passive aggression, but I digressed from that. Right. So I did the training, and then I bought my own parachute, which wasn't cheap. And now it's uh, twenty-four bucks per skydive. That's all that I pay. So I do it because it's fun. I do it because it's exhilarating. I do it because I can. It's I can check out mentally when I skydive. Like if I have problems at work, like if I have people that don't respond to my emails or they're just being assholes, <laughs> or if I'm not getting compensated for something at work, or I'm frustrated with somebody I work with. These are these are
0: hypothetical ifs. Yeah,
3: this very OJ hypothetical e <laughs> type stuff. Then I can just go. I, I should say
0: hypothetical. Of people <laughs> going to think I'm a murderer,
3: <laughs> right? They're going to think I got problems at work. Otherwise, no, I don't go with more problems.
0: So Charlie takes you up in the plane.
3: Yeah. Usually Raven is our pilot's <laughs> name. His name is Raven. Okay. Mike Stark, real name. at Milwaukee and East Troy. Hashtag not an ad. Hashtag that's the only place I go. And then I can just fall out of the airplane and that, that whole time I'm not thinking about anything.
0: But I can aren't you out. like on the way up thinking, oh shit, I'm doing this again? Sometimes.
3: Sometimes I'll climb out and I'll look down on the side of the plane. I'll be hanging off the edge of it and I'm thinking, Jesus, fuck. I'm going to do this again and then I do it and I'm fine. Once you, you figure out the mechanics of a parachute and how simple it is, how simple a parachute is, it's insanely simple. I promise you.
0: I'm so afraid of heights.
3: It doesn't feel like heights. How does it not? It's, uh, it's, it's perceived heights. Like, if you put me on top of this building, two stories, terrified. It's perceived height. I could see myself falling and hitting the ground, and there's nothing I can do about it, right? I'm in an airplane. I'm at 14,000 feet. I'm looking down. at The ground is way. I'm like two miles above the sky, above the ground. I got so much time. As long as I can get my belly to earth and pull my parachute, which I can, it's so easy to do. You
0: don't worry about it going wrong.
3: No, what's going to go wrong? You die? You're going to die. You could die any, anyway. You have like a 1 in 5,000 chance of getting in a car accident. You I have, you have like a of those one. Guys. You, well, yeah. If you're playing the odds, you're one of those guys, the statistics guys.
0: <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I don't know. i I still look at it as a as a height thing.
3: Yeah, it doesn't feel like height. It's like zooming in really fast on Google Maps.
0: Wow, that's awful. <laughs> at Summerfest, Gibbons and I. Yeah. Gibbons on your show. Yeah. We we uh, it was a work thing, and he was there, and I was there, and we're like, What the
3: fuck are we doing? <laughs> what are we doing here? Hanging out with people we work with.
0: So we're like, I said, Hey, man, do you want to ride at Summerfest? They have the little the sky
3: glider thing. Yeah.
0: Yeah, and it's not that high. No, but again, that's perceived heights. But we went on it together. Terrified, right? And we started going up and we paid for the round trip. Oh God. And I looked at him instantly and he looked at me and we had a quick feeling out process like, dude, I'm fucking terrified. Yeah. And he's like, Yeah. So we like held on to each other <laughs> until we went down and we got off. And the guy's like, You got a round hey, you got you guys got a round trip. We were already (laughs) backed by the people we work with. That's Perceived Heights. Are you going to that thing this week? What thing?
3: Evolution. What is that thing this week? There's like a work outing. Oh, yeah. I don't know how I feel about work outings, honestly. Team building stuff, camaraderie stuff. Do we need it?
0: I it I suggested that everybody at my station does a retreat. Okay. Like I think, because we have three very different shows. Yeah. And our show in the afternoon show, Bill's show, we'll see each other. Yeah. And then the big show and Bill's show, will see each other just for a moment. I don't see a lot of the guys in the afternoon. Uh, to talk with Rami just before we had to really make that happen because we're just we're both not here. So I suggested let's go as a retreat because there is a rivalry. Whether we admit it or not, between the three shows,
3: well, yeah, you're all competing for ratings. Even
0: but we're also a times. team. Yeah. So I thought, let's go on a retreat, mm-hmm. just have a weekend where we play beer darts and beer pong and drink and like at naked naked ladies. Maybe there's a naked fight ladies. and something happens and it's funny.
3: And you got everybody has content to go on the air with.
0: Everyone's everyone shot it down. Everyone thought it was the dumbest shit they ever. By the heard way,
3: of. people keep walking by the studio. They think we're planning something. Like we have some sort of new show,
0: Barton Riggs. No, everybody's, every time that I'm in this room, there's a window and people look at me like, You're recording? <laughs> it's a recording fucking room. Hey, can we do another podcast one day about
3: when you haven't done something, the inflection that people give you? When you say stuff like, Tell me, I've never seen Star Wars. And then you would say, You've never seen Star Wars? Everybody says it the exact same way. You've I've never seen Star Wars. Return of the Jedi? Like, I've never been to, um, um, Cops, Frozen Custard.
0: You've never been to Cops, Frozen Custard? See? You can do the same with everything. No, I just said I've never been. Uh-huh. Can't, don't you have any other response? Now, you responding in that with that inflection,
3: is that going to somehow trigger my memory? So I go, you know what I have?
0: Oh, you're right. Oh, Cops, Frozen Custard. Oh. Oh, oh st- Star Wars. Wars! I was oh. thinking Jaws. I was, I,
3: you know what? I had another movie in my head, another futuristic movie, Spaceballs. I've definitely not seen
0: that though. Uh, Spaceballs, I don't like. No. Well, I I was forced to watch it. <laughs> this girl who I was like about to break up with. Yeah. I was gonna call her. I did call her to break up with her. Yeah. She's like, "Okay, I'm on my way." I'm like, oh, now I gotta do this in person. And then she showed up with Spaceball. She goes, let's watch it. Sure. Oh, fuck.
3: Portions of this podcast have been brought to you by Ritalin. <laughs> <laughs> We've gone a lot of places here. From skydiving to to work tribulations. Go
0: to Ritalin.com, type in <laughs> Bart. Get twenty dollars off your order. Ten percent off your next purchase. Uh, when I was talking, wait, wait, I was talking to Rami earlier about comedy influences. Yeah. What would you say yours were growing up?
3: My comedy influence? Mine was a lot of Simpsons, Conan. Mine's going to be, mine's bad now, but it was Bill Cosby. I loved the stand-up special Bill Cosby himself, and I'm so mad that I can't like it anymore. I mean, I do, but it's, it feels weird now to say that I like Bill Cosby, because now, look, you're judging me. But at the time, I didn't know he was a serial rapist. I wasn't watching Bill Cosby himself, talking, doing his dentist routine about, Dentists tell you not to poke your teeth with any sharp metal yeah, but objects. There was
0: one episode where he was, uh, like, he was doing that. He was doing what?
3: Talking about yeah, I didn't see that one in particular He's like, though. Yeah, take this juice; it's my special juice. Oh, I know. Yeah, I've heard that since. Yeah. But this is—I'm talking about when I was younger. I watched Bill Cosby himself probably a thousand times. It was one of my favorite comedy specials ever.
0: Uh the—the the only thing really I liked with Bill Cosby was Ghost Dad. <laughs> Good pull. Good pull. I mean, he. Came through the phone (laughs) and yelled at the guy.
3: (laughs) I'm a ghost, but I'm also your dad. Zip, zap and boom, where's your mom? Here's a
0: drink. You've never seen Ghost Dad? (laughs) No, I was talking Gibbons, Gibbons, the aforementioned Gibbons. Yeah. Uh, I was talking to Riggs. I just kind of wanted to know why he liked to jump out of planes. Yeah. And I told him it was fucking stupid. no, no, no! It's fun. It's fun. Wait, you not done it? I've by done the it. way, you've never said it
3: was fucking stupid. You did it. I've done it. Yes,
2: one hundred percent.
3: He never said it was fucking stupid. By the way, you've never what used did, that word until say? he walked in. Now. Oh, so wait. So Bart, walk that back. Badass? Walk that back, Bart. You never no, told I was me it was like, stupid.
0: I, I was smoking a cigarette before, and uh-huh. I was like. Man, fucking plane jumping sucks. It's fucking stupid. It's weird. It smells like a different kind of smoke. Experience. You? When did you jump out of a plane?
2: Yeah, uh, it was 2009. I did it with Danny Bonaducci, and Danny Bonaducci was dressed like Elvis. True story. Stupid.
0: What about the time we went on that glider at Summerfest?
2: That scared the bejesus out of me. That was different. You know why? How? I'll tell you why. I can envision myself falling from that glider and Perce- breaking a leg.
3: Perceived heights.
2: And the pain that I would feel breaking that leg yeah. would hurt, and I would know it was there, and it would hurt, and it would suck. If I fall from the sky, and at 12,000 feet, my, my parachute doesn't open, and I hit the ground, I'm a pancake, and I feel nothing. It's and not I enjoy happen. the ride on the way down.
0: It's not going to happen. Remember that little feeling out we did? Mm-hmm. Like, are
2: you scared? <laughs> you look at me, and you're like, I don't like this. And I was like... I don't either, and you're like, I'm not kidding, and I'm like, neither am I, and then we, we join hands, and both of our hands were sweating profusely, Aww. and we kind of just yelled the entire time. We bought the round trip thing, so we get off halfway, and they're like, you have the round trip ticket? No, no, we're okay. We're, we're yeah. okay. We don't want the other round. It was we only
3: want the one-way ticket.
2: So scary. And I would never, no offense to the ride, the ride is great, but I would never do that again out of fear. I'm scared.
0: Perceived heights. But would you
2: jump out of a plane again? Thousand percent. Yeah. tomorrow. Why don't you do it with him then? I would. It's expensive, bro. Hey, come on, dude. You think I'm made of money? For the average person that doesn't have a parachute, it's 200 bucks for a skydive. Cost him 10 bucks because he you know, he's done it a million times. Yeah. I way would cheaper also, for me. I would also bungee jump. I've bungee jumped a bunch of times. Hell no. Because if that breaks, dude, you're dead. No way. You're dead. You don't feel it.
3: Not doing bungee jumping, Bart.
2: And it's going to go uh, viral video.
3: And that's a multiple hit. That's bam,
2: bam. Bam, bam. And did you ever see the episode of Fresh Prince when Trevor bungee jumped? (gasps) Oh my God, Trevor. Poor poor Hillary's fiance. Poor Hillary. It threw into a big old... Hillary was her name, right? Yeah. Yeah, it was Hillary. Hillary Hillary Banks. Threw into such a depression. Yeah. Uh, One of these weeks, I will want to talk to you, Gibbons. Okay. About
0: moving to a city where you don't know anyone.
2: Done. I've done it multiple times.
0: Because I've always wanted to do it. Never done it before? No. By yourself? Never.
2: Never? Oh, dude.
0: That's fun. I moved to college, but I knew some people, and then I moved to. That's good. It's good for the soul. And I just, I've always want, like I always thought I was gonna be one of those. I'm moving to
2: New York, guys. Mm-hmm. No. Nope. Well, you still could be the I'm moving to New York guy.
0: I'm fucking married. I'm thirty two, three. You have no kids. Three. I'm married and I'm thirty
3: five. Yeah. I'm, I'm still the world's my oyster, bro.
0: Uh, I love you, boys. Love you bigger. All right. Is that all? Yeah, I think we're gonna be done okay. for the day. All right, it winks things podcast. <laughs> Jesus.